Welcome, true believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is a man who would never hitchhike to a costume party, my well-dressed friend, Eddie. How you doing today, Eddie? I'm doing great today. I'm, I'm feeling lively for once, actually, and I've never hitchhiked at all, so I definitely wouldn't try it in a costume, that's for sure. You strike me as the kind of person that would hitchhike, though. I might give it a go. It's semi-dangerous, but it would be fun, exciting, that's for sure. What else was semi-dangerous, fun, and exciting were these two issues, <laughs> 134 and 135. I'm going to jump right in and say I really enjoyed these two. Okay, So we'll see how you feel about it. You ready to start? I'm ready. All right. From July 1974, The Amazing Spider-Man issue 134, Danger is a Man Named Tarantula. Written by Jerry Conway, art by Ross Andrew, inked by F. Yekoya and D. Hunt. Peter's enjoying a day boat ride down the East River with Liz, MJ, and Flash. When the Tarantula, accompanied by his sidekicks, Hildago and Juan, hijack the boat. Peter slips away while the tarantula subdues the crew with a few stings. In the scuffle, a crew member is thrown overboard, but thankfully, he's saved by Spidey when he swings him onto a nearby bridge. As Spidey's about to return to the boat, he dramatically realizes he's out of webbing and tries to hitchhike. He's hitchhiking, James B., just as we discussed earlier. How convenient. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> Liz Allen gets on the boat arm in arm with Peter. I, it's a bold statement, right? It's considering that MJ is also on the boat, who knew? I mean, I guess you could do that if you're a group of friends, but I was immediately taken the thinking maybe this is a couple. I, you know, could be. What did you think about Spidey hitchhiking? Uh, why would he try to do this, honestly? what? How many people would pick up Spider-Man right now? Maybe uh, Doc Connors? <laughs> I mean, is there anybody else out there? This whole sequence is kind of irritating for me because I'm like, come on now, let's, let's move on. Spider-Man can't hitchhike anywhere. Well, speaking of moving on. Uh, Spider-Man returns home after his hitchhiking expedition. He jumped on the top of a truck, by the way, and he grabs some more webbing. And we learn the hijackers want a million dollars in ransom, which the current mater expects J. Jonah Jameson to cover. (laughs) Uh, It's too bad Raleigh's not around because uh, he'd never do something like this to J. Jonah, right? Yeah. How is is the bugle responsible for a million 1974 dollars? It's an underhanded request. He's saying he's going to pull the bugle's charter as a newspaper unless he uh, covers this ransom this is like shady politics at its best right that's why i mentioned good old richard raleigh this is the guy that ran against richard raleigh probably so we didn't do much better i think this is nine million dollars in today's money by the way wow (laughs) that's a lot jay joe he's got that just hanging around he could just pay that up amazing i didn't see the terrorists like call the mayor and say set and drop the money off at this location or wire it was just basically like one phone call from the mayor oh by the way we need a million dollars yeah it it seems like there could be several other options they could pursue here but i as stated before i'm really struck by this mayor basically you know he's cajoling jay jonah into doing this without 
any <laughs> in an underhanded way, I guess. So <laughs> the whole boat and the million dollars, that's not even the thing that disturbed me the most here. Peter makes no effort at all to make sure Harry doesn't see him. He just sort of like jumps in, takes off his mask, changes his fluid, and then just goes right out the window. And you see Harry like looking at him like, uh, hey, there's Peter. You know, now maybe he doesn't see him with his mask off, but he sees him go right back outside the window. And he's like, oh, as I've as I've always suspected. What do you think about this? I, I guess I assumed that was the window into his room, which should be locked. Right. We know it's locked. There was, you know, a webbing spill not too long ago. Aunt May tried to clean up. So, yes, but Peter's being very foolish because he's in the same building with Harry and he's jumping out the window in his costume and he wasn't careful enough. There's a line of sight there and Harry's like looking right at him. Like that's what it shows. So. All right. Yes. Uh, well, he Spider-Man makes it back to the ferry, um, but Flash attacks before then. And Flash is about to get uh, a whipping from some of the tarantula's uh, sidekicks there when Spidey shows back up and saves him. Um, Spidey tangles with the villainous trio and ends up getting stung twice, mostly thanks to Flash's incompetence. As Spidey lays stung on the deck, the Punisher shows up with a gun pointed directly at him. And... That's the end, James B. I wasn't expecting to see the Punisher. And it's a, it says on the cover something like, there's going to be a surprise villain at the end. And I was like, oh, the goblin's coming. But uh, no, it wasn't. It was the Punisher. It is, it is a weird ending. And I just got to say, how useless is Flash in this whole sequence? He's like, oh, you know, I was a middleweight boxing champ in high school, <laughs> which is funny to think about since Peter basically knocked him out. <laughs> when he was in he, high school. <laughs> I actually thought Flash was the second worst fighter in this. Uh-oh. Um, there's a guy named uh, Juan. He has yes. a bo- he has like a bolo. Uh-oh. And he has one scene <laughs> where he says something like, perhaps he can steal Hidalgo's whip, but Juan's bola is another matter. No one moves fast enough to Santa Maria! And then he gets all tangled in it, and that's the end of it. So, I, And I actually went back to the magazine. I'm like, well... There's other parts for Juan's here. I'm like, oh, no, it's Juan doesn't do anything but that one scene. Because Hidalgo is all over the place. Yeah. Right? The guy with the whip is doing really well. Right, James B? It's true. This guy is... He makes me think of somebody else that's really good with the whip. <laughs> well, the the guy with the bola rope is getting all tangled up and being an, a goofball. And that makes me think of somebody else who has a bola <laughs> rope who can't seem to manage getting himself... In, tangled it's, up it's, so it's a new iteration of montana how thrilling oh, i can't wait to read more they both have yeah. purple on too they, this this kind of is the enforcers right it's true it's a trio you know, i think tarantula would be fancy dan though <laughs> yes he would be fancy dan wouldn't he so. I had one more thing. Did you have anything else in 134 before we move on? I'm, I'm kind of tired of the Punisher always pointing a gun at Spider-Man or someone else and not pulling the trigger. What's he waiting around here for? It seems like he's had a lot of time. He gets four frames of him standing over Spider-Man. And it's like, I'm in control. Uh, this time you have to face the Punisher. And it's like, all right, this is going to be very fast. Like, the Punisher's just going <laughs> to shoot him, right? So, and over. Spider-Man, Spider-Man's got the stars above his head. Yeah. He's drugged up. He's... Basically over and yeah, uh, maybe the Punisher doesn't doesn't he have some kind of rules about killing people and they have to like hear all it's, their crimes or yeah, something unacceptable. Or, I he he's bugging me a lot more this issue than he was last time around. So one thing that bothered me was there was a page where the entire page it was all thought bubbles. Yeah, and then when Spider Man gets 
back into his apartment building and he's changing his clothes and everything. Yeah. Then suddenly he decides to talk out loud that he's Spider-Man. It was kind of stupid. Worst possible time to talk, too, after thinking that whole sequence beforehand. <laughs> Much agreed. Yes, he's in his own apartment talking out loud about being Spider-Man. So, well, that's all I have for 134 as well. Um, Want to slip in a quick sponsor here? Absolutely. Eddie, would you like to enjoy clear views of historic Hudson River lighthouses, waterfront mansions, and other notable sites on a 90-minute sightseeing cruise? Uh, yeah, I like a good boat ride. Sounds fun. Well, if you think that is fun, wait until you hear about the new eight-hour meet-and-greet cruise on the Hudson. That's right. No 90-minute sightseeing cruise. This is an eight full hours on a boat with special guests, such as Juan from South America, Frank Castle, <laughs> Rufio, Hidalgo, football legends Flash Thompson and Whitey Mullins. And Eddie, it's not only men you can meet, you can go with Christine Saunders, Francis DeLoe from Canada, high school dropout Betty Brandt, and sister of the Molten Man, Liz Allen. These guys could all be on the cruise with you for eight full hours. Why pay $45 for a 90-minute cruise? That's $30 an hour. But if you act right now, for only $25 an hour, you can enjoy this meet-and-greet cruise. Your $200 ticket also comes with crackers and milk. There are no refunds. If the boat is taken over by terrorists or you are robbed or held for a million-dollar ransom, that just adds to the excitement and adventure. Oh, and Eddie, you're probably wondering why Craven's not there. Well, that's because Olympic-level athlete Hunter and Hand-to-Hand Combatant Craven is not a celebrity on the cruise. He's a supporter of the product because he's a former client. Eddie, are you ready to take your whole family out for a great time today? Wow. I mean... You get a lot for your money, don't you, uh, uh, under this circumstance? It's a long time. Um, uh, is Do they mention what security is on the boat? Is it high-level security? I, I think I'm going to need that. Well, Whitey Mullins is there from Metro U. Do you remember him? I actually don't remember Whitey Mullins. So help me out. Yeah, he's a football star from Metro U. Oh, okay. He used to hang out at the Silver Spoon. <laughs> Do you know um, Betty Brant, the high school dropout? I do know Betty Brant, yes. I recall her. Um, a little less of a celebrity, perhaps, in this vintage. But, uh, you know, I, I'm mostly concerned about Frank Castle and Flash hanging out too close to each other. That seems like a bad combination to me. Well, they're there. Possibly that's your protection. Flash could jump in if there's any kind of trouble. <laughs> anyway, the whole point is it's a better deal because... You know, if you wanted Hudson River Cruises for like 30 bucks an hour, we've we've got this down to $25 an hour. So uh, $200 tickets, you know, do you want me to right now? I have the ability to book the four tickets for your family. Um, wow. We can talk about this. I don't want to take your credit card on the air. I, but uh, think about which day you want. Um, there is a tax and a gratuity on this. Uh, you know, if, if it's $800 ticket. So it's closer to $1,000. This, this, this doesn't come along with, like, the sponsorship on our show. We still got to – do we get a free ticket or anything? Oh, gosh. No, can Andy, this can is... we write this off as a business expense? Uh, I suppose you can you can expense it. But I don't. we don't make any money, so I don't know if that can <laughs> – I don't know how that works exactly. All right. But, uh, that's, uh, too much for me, James B. Well, what's not too much for me is these books because I really enjoyed both of them. All right. And the second book is 
From August of 1974, The Amazing Spider-Man issue 135, Shootout in Central Park. Written by Jerry Conway, art by Ross Andrew, and inked by F. Yekoya. The Punisher declares, this time you're going to die, as Spidey lays on the deck of the recently hijacked ferry. But Tarantula distracts the Punisher long enough for Spidey to kick his gun. The Punisher and Spidey fist fight until they see the Tarantula depart via helicopter. An irritated Punisher realizes his error fighting the wrong arachnid, tells Spidey to meet him later, and dives into the river. Spidey, still woozy, also dives into the river. <laughs> uh, Flash talks through the sequence of events on the boat because he can't figure out what happened to Peter. Thankfully, they find Peter overboard. Uh, Flash is really suspicious of Peter and Spider-Man here. And I just got to think, is, is he going to figure it out? Is he going to be the first guy to figure out Peter and Spider-Man are the same person. Is it, is it Harry the first guy to figure it out? Didn't you already figure it out like the last issue? It's like true. <laughs> so I'm going to say no. <laughs> well, it's it's they spent a lot of time going rehashing through the events of the previous book here. Um, and Flash is super suspicious. But I guess Peter's got a good alibi that he got chucked overboard by one of the assailants. So um, they get off the cruise and Peter heads home. And Harry sneakily finds his costume. He, I, I don't understand why we have to keep seeing Harry figure out that Peter's Spider-Man. How many times has this happened so far? We just had in the last book. There's been at least four or five other instances, right? Like, we know yeah. this. It's just a setup. I mean, it's a setup for 136. Like, we're, we're setting up. 136 is going to be the big all right it's true they say they do say he's gonna come back all right fair enough a couple of panels that i would have liked to had something else but so be it um spider-man then swings over to the upper west side where he meets the punisher and gets a backstory on the tarantula what do you think of this backstory on tarantula james b it's long it's a long backstory and it's it's like the punisher has been taking like movie clips and videos and it's sort of like when they show like slides of like uh, in like a Mission Impossible movie, like here's who you need to take out, and they're showing Tom Cruise what's going on. Eddie, it's so long this origin story. It takes a long time to read, and there's so many twists and turns. It's definitely not straightforward. Like first he's working for the the rebels in somewhere in South America, and then he's working for the government, and then he gets in trouble and he runs away and. That's how he gets to New York. That's like the only place that'll take him. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't even understand the story fully until Spider-Man later on is sort of like calls him out for his actions. I'm like, oh, that's what happened in the origin story. Yes, yeah, it's 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 a strange one for sure. So uh, with the Punisher by his side, Spider-Man and the Punisher assault the Tarantula's hideout. And after an extended fight, capture the Tarantula and his two sidekicks, Hildago and Juan. We get an epilogue of Harry walking through an ominous steel door uh, in the same location where his dad died and we're about to see the green goblin what does it say it says the green goblin lives again right. so all right bring it on do you think that the reason we have these latino villains is because they thought like tarantula that has to be a like a you know a southern south america or mexican kind of villain you think that's what they were thinking or you think they were just due for some 
Latino villains, like, what's this whole, they're really like laying it on. They say things That's like, senor, and he calls him like, tonto. And then the parentheses, he says like, this means fool in Spanish. You know, it's like, why, why they, why so heavy? Like the, when Craven comes in here, it's not like speaking Russian, you know, he's just I, doing his thing. I think they're enjoying writing for characters that are not native English speakers or speakers that have some weird side effect. Like, you know, we saw Dr. Stegron with his long ass when he's talking because he's a snaky, you know, dinosaur. Um, it's funny because I thought these guys were actually like from Spain. I was ready for them to be like from Europe and Spain, but it ended up that they were from Central America. And I, I think the narrative about being like a rebel, this is going to come back. Like something's going to happen in the future. And they're going to use Tarantula a couple more times because it opens up a huge amount of possibilities for Spider-Man to get, you know, com, you know, convoluted into convoluted situations. So that's that's how I feel about it. It just gives a lot more possibilities when you got people around the world. Well, we've had, you know, the Flash and the whole Vietnam section. We've, yes. We've gone to England you know, with uh, Gwen Stacy, right? Yeah. That... We Peter chased his parents' uh, backstory into some other place when Mister Fantastic gave him a ride there. Do you remember what that was? Uh, yes, right. Backstory. Oh yeah, he went to Morocco, right? Went to Morocco. Yes. Um, obviously, we have. We've discussed the, the Russians coming over here. Um, we've had uh, Craven and the Chameleon, both yep. Russian. So I th- I'm sure there's some other people that. That people are screaming at us. Don't forget the kangaroo from Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could we forget? <laughs> uh, and now, oh, of course, you know, uh, the two Canadians up there when General Thunderbolt Ross is up there. And, oh. you know, your girlfriend, Francis Delone and uh, R- Rembolt up there. We got that whole storyline going <laughs> in on. Quebec. So, yep. So now we're, we're we're going south to some just generic South America because yeah. we don't want to blame this particularly on Cuba or or uh, Columbia or anything in particular, whatever there's rebels fighting right now. So um, I have very few notes on this book. I notice MJ is right in front of the crowd yelling. She's not yelling at Spider-Man, but she's like front and center. He's she's like, yeah, she's, she's really excited about everything going on here. She's rather dynamically positioned at all times. Yeah. And um, Ross Andrews drew these two issues and, you know, everyone looks a little bit different. At least they're consistent within two issues, which is, I appreciate that. But you know, flat. Everybody's a little more full faced again. We get a little more John Romita kind of fuller looks for these characters. Did you notice any of the drawings being particularly different to you? They're not, not really too much. Not too much different than what I've seen before. Nothing like stands out to me, I guess. But how about Evil Harry? <laughs> Evil Harry yes. is super sinister looking. He's looking skeletal. Like, yep. You know, he looks like the vulture. Yes. Or even, you know, the Tinkerer is who he's really like. He's like the son of the Tinkerer now. So he's got those teeth. Yeah. Um, Gnarly hands, too. If you look at his hands, they look oversized and they're always like clutching at things. He looks very <laughs> psychotic, I guess. In 134, they call the boat a decade old uh, liner. But then on 135, the guy says that. When Peter's swimming in the water, because he has to come back on the ship, he has to pretend he fell over. Yeah. He says something like, we haven't had someone fall over in 18 years. And I was thinking, oh, you've really only had the boat for 10. I'm just saying, uh, looking for my no prize here, people. <laughs> the crew is confused. That's all well, it is. He'll it's say, well, we, have a diff- we had a different ship then. Ah, like our, our crew had. Uh, oh, so, well. Well, James B., I, you know, these two uh, issues were, for me, a little light. Not my favorite, but I did enjoy them. 
I have a small trivia game if you're interested. All right. But before we do, I just want to point out that I actually really liked these issues. So these oh. these were like, you know, the seven and a halfs for me, where they seem to be maybe a little more like the sixes for you. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the only thing is, is I, I didn't enjoy kind of the rehashing of the previous issue when uh, Flash plays through, you know, what happened. And then same as I understand Harry is going to be the Green Goblin, but we get so many reminders sure. uh, that this happens. And then the really extended backstory of the tarantula. It's I, he's got True. more panels here than like I, I several villains combined. <laughs> so yeah. if you're, if you're creating these things on uh, effective use of time and management of panels, I agree. Not great, but I thought there were, uh, you know, me two villains in a story. Right. I love when there's the Punisher and the tarantula in there, or even Harry. And, you know, I love multiple villains. So I feel yeah. like there's two storylines going on and I love to see characters. Oh my God. I had Liz and Betty and MJ. <laughs> yes. This and you the- noticed that Liz and Peter were arm in arm. I totally missed that, but mm. it's quite, quite a thing. There was, there was so, I mean, a little Joe Robbie, like, you know, with the exception of Ned Leeds, I saw everybody I was looking for. No Aunt May either. No Aunt true. May. Well, there was a dated reference in here, too, that I got a little excited about. Did you see the reference to um, John Lindsay? I might not have recognized it because I don't know who John Lindsay is. <laughs> well, Please enlighten he, us. Jay Jonah actually says it twice. He says, oh, well, you know, makes you miss the days of John Lindsay. And I was like, wow, John Lindsay was a much better guy than the current mayor of New York, who is barely better than Richard Raleigh, who died in the last election <laughs> as the... Um, Oh, who was Richard Raleigh? Remind me. Oh, I forget it right now. Um, with the smasher. Um, anyways, John Lindsay was a, a guy, he actually, he had been a Democrat and he switched, or he had been a Republican and he switched to being a Democrat. And I thought, is this like a joke for like Jay Jonah? Because I, I think it is a joke that like plays on Jay Jonah's like incompetence overall. But that was my dated reference for these two books. Let's see your game. Okay. All right, James B. Since since I was I was feeling a little sentimental, I was thinking, oh, I kind of miss some of the uh, older books because Tarantula for me is not my favorite. Punisher is okay too. So I decided to go back exactly 100 issues to issues 34 and 35 and kind of scroll through them. And I should sure. flip the pages. Um, so James B. In issue 34, do you want to take a guess who was the villain in that issue? It was Doc Ock, the Master Planner. Oh, yours, you are. Wait, let me make sure. Did I get this wrong? Oh, hold on. Is it 31, 32, 33? Is yes, you are correct. 31, 32, okay. 33 is Doc Ock. Okay. okay, sorry about that. That's all so, right. Uh, I was going to say, I think 36 is the Meteor. <laughs> Who is 34 and 35? It's the Molten Man. It's actually it's actually Craven the Hunter in issue 34. Oh, okay, sure. sure Although sure. I'll give you 35 is the Molten Man, and we'll, okay. get, there. we'll get there in a little bit. Okay. And uh, because I was having trouble with kind of the fight sequence here, um, do you want to take a guess in this issue how Craven decided to lure, or he had several means of fighting Spider-Man? Any any guesses on what he how, strategies he used? I just want to confirm that you're you know just so I have a little bit of saving some face. You're asking me questions about a book that was. 100 books ago. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. And now you're asking me details about what happened yes. 100 books ago. Okay. Well, sure. you have one of four options here. So maybe. All right. 
This is a book that I didn't even know was Craven. And now you're asking me, how did he lure Spider-Man <laughs> in the Craven book? Quite a bit. Uh, is this the one that Craven gets the help of the chameleon? Uh, uh, no, he does not get the help with the chameleon in this one. Good guess, uh, though. I thought it was. At least he, he's okay. in, to be fair, he's in the chameleon's old headquarters is where he is. Chameleon's not with him, though. Uh, I don't recall specifically 100 issues ago what he did to lure him. <laughs> but, but I'll be curious to find out. Well, he gets rid of his spider sense by any re- recollection. He actually... He, 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 uses, he, poison, he poisons him? Yeah, he uses a jungle scent to cancel out your accursed spider sense. <laughs> Which I was like, wow, what a what an inventive strategy. He also... Um, he uh, impersonates Spider-Man. He dresses up as Spider-Man to lure him to him by like he actually attacks Jay Jonah in this book. But good, good, good to bring back the memory of what happened a hundred yeah. issues ago. There you go. Would you like to a uh, couple questions on issue thirty-five? The Bolton Man's in that one. Um, I know he's one of your favorites. <laughs> you know, I, I this is the second appearance of the Bolton Man. That is correct. It is the second appearance. He's getting he, out of jail. He, he comes up. He 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 comes back and he says, "I'm better than ever. Wait, till you see these new tricks I have that Spider-Man's not going to be able to deal with." That is correct. Right, and he has says he's been practicing being better. He's he's super prepared for it, and he gets taken down the exact same way. There he, is. Go, he goes exactly the same way at the end. He's he's basically tied up the same way. Right? You the, are exactly right, James. Changes. Excellent yes. memory. He says better than ever. I, I, okay, so the Molten Man and Spider-Man fight for an additional like five panels, but then dude gets tied up and it's over. <laughs> yeah, he ties so up I don't I don't miss the Molten Man. I'll take the Punisher and Tarantula over the Molten Man, even though we just saw him. So, Eddie, how can people uh, find us? You can email us anytime at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. Yeah, I think people should be sending us questions, too. We They should go ahead of us, because I know they're ahead of us, some people, and say, hey, here's it's something true. you should talk about. They should send it back to us. Do it in email. We'll see them. I'm ready, Steve. Bring it out, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm Eddie, joined by... James B. And remember, listeners... If you're a South American rebel fighting in a jungle against a government, you might switch sides to the government, which then you will betray and end up in New York fighting against a hero. But the hero won't be taken out by a villain because the villain might actually be a hero because he realizes that you're the actual villain. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was fun. <laughs> it's kind of how, how the book ends. Convoluted. Yeah. So <laughs> the tarantula's backstory. So you really like these books. These were not my favorites, but they're fine. Yeah, I liked them. I liked that there was. I liked all the things going on. And to me, I was like Jones. I'm like, oh my god, it's first tarantula. Ah. This is like third Punisher. I'm like, oh my god, Liz Allen is back. That See, is so good. Oh, Flash is trying. Uh, Flash is almost figuring this out. Oh, that's true. Harry's that was Harry's Harry knows. Oh my god, Harry's going to turn yeah. back into the Goblin like this. That's true. I, again, there was a lot of junk in here, but I could sift through all the 
all the garbage and, and, and see, like, even when you do your summary, you didn't summarize a lot of the stupid stuff in the beginning. You, were, no. you weren't like, here's a bunch of stupid stuff that you don't care about. Like, you know, we, right. I sifted through it all. That's all. I, I think and I just remembered why I thought the tarantula was Spanish, actually, like from the country of Spain, because he has those pokey shoes on and it made me think of flamenco dancers. Have you ever seen they're, a flamenco dancer? Yeah, they look, they, they're dressed <laughs> that way. He's he really, just like, I, I thought he was going to like start clapping some tiny cymbals and like, you know. It looks like a battle from the guys from uh, The Princess Bride. It's got, uh, <laughs> you know, they got, you know, Diego Uh-oh. Montoya is fighting against the man in black and he has the little costume on with the, <laughs> their eyes are covered. By the way, Peter, right? Seriously, like, oh, my spider sense is going off. Looks at the villains, says, meh, just some regular people on the some regular dudes enjoying the tour. I guess there's nothing to worry about. I guess my spider sense is failing me. Must be stress. <laughs> when was the last time that happened, Peter? <laughs> uh, let's see. Never. 